Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League, the podcast where we give our non-expert expert opinion on anything from which phone background is proper or whether to keep your phone in set to standard time or, I don't know, decimal places or something. Keep the seconds up there. Um, this week, we are going back to the music segment of this. We are bringing back Music Month, but Music Month is just here to stay. This week, we have a new up-and-coming band, um, a little bit of a family-oriented, you could say, because my cousin's a part of it, um, but I will try to be unbiased. So with me today is Keep the Eleven, correct? That's how you say Hello. it? Yeah, Keep thank the Eleven. Hey. Um, so we're going to go around, just introduce yourself and then what you do for the band. Uh, well, I'm Adam. I play the bass guitar. <laughs> I'm William. I play the drums, and I also do production. My name is Reese. I am the vocalist and lead guitar or only guitar player. <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, before we even get into it, that was one of the most surprising parts for me because I know you and, yes. and like, I don't know if you guys know this, but like Adam played guitar at my brother's wedding mm-hmm. and it's like, I mean, I see your uh, yeah. <laughs> uncle Rob just, you know, I, I love watching your videos. I remember watching those in college. I remember like when I got out here. Um, I was surprised that you didn't play guitar, but I remember when you started asking for a bass a couple years ago. Yeah. Well, a lot of the guitar just transfers easy to the bass, so it was pretty easy for me to pick up and play. It's really fun, too. It's a different kind of instrument. What do you prefer to play? In a band, bass, because you just sit in the groove in the pocket, but like by myself, guitar, because it's fun to... Because playing bass by yourself, you need kind of like a band for the bass thing. Yeah. You don't want to just be like the beat behind it. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. It's like uh, if you've ever played... I really hope you guys know what I'm talking about, but Guitar Hero Rock Band? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's We're not that st- young. Okay, that's what got me you. started on guitar. Well, I played that in second grade, okay. so I was like, you guys were, let's not talk um, about that, but it's like, if you ever played just the bass part of a song, it's yeah. like, like not in the whole band, like if you were doing the whole like rock band thing, but if you were just playing bass by yourself, it was terrible it was yeah. Boring. yeah it was yes. so boring You're just dun, dun, because dun. even expert was like oh yeah i could do this yeah because by itself it's not that interesting but once you add the band like bass becomes very integral mm-hmm. to the composition um so just another couple of things just before we get into like what i got um so how did you guys meet i'll take this one so um adam i've actually known since um it was about freshman year we met through friend of a friend of a friend um through our music taste and you know we haven't been really close over the last few years but I've always we've always known that we were musicians um, and so I met Reese in the fall of 2018 and um, immediately we just started playing together um, but then eventually um, it was the two of us we were in another group that didn't really work out um, but we were looking for a bass player um, and Adam actually hit me up he heard about that we needed a bass player from a mutual friend um, and he was like, you know, I play guitar, obviously, but I just want to play shows. I'll play bass for you guys. You know, I had to double check with him because there's a lot of guitar players that aren't willing to permanently move over to bass. Um, and he was like, it wasn't even a second thought. He's like, I just want to play. And so it's kind of melded together over the months. But that worked out pretty well. Were you in a were you two in a three person band as well before? We were in a four person band, but when we first met and then we moved into a three person band that yeah, and ne- neither of them were really anything special, right. just kind of friends getting together. The story about how me and Reese met is actually pretty interesting, because our, our buddy started a music enthusiast club at the school, um, and so like every other Wednesday, we would get together and just basically geek out about music, um, and I had heard that he played guitar, but you know, I'd never 
never heard him, didn't really know what he was into. Um, but he always dressed like super grungy, right? He was always wearing black and he had the long hair. And one time, you know, I just wanted to jam with some people. And so one time I went up to him and I was like, Hey, I heard you play guitar when I get together. And, um, we all hung out with, you know, our mutual friend that, uh, started the club. And then, you know, I think after we all hung up that night, me and Reese stayed in my basement for like four hours making a cover of Freebird or something like that. And then so the, the musical connection was like automatically there. Yeah. And then so basically through the people we have played with, me and Reese have been kind of like, it's been me and him moving through these other waves of people. And then we kind of landed on Adam and this was kind of the, the chemistry connection was there. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Um, I feel like a lot of, a lot of bands, or like a lot of the ways people get in bands, if you hear like the successful ones, is they always just started by finding someone that had similar taste in music, which I feel like everyone out there wants to find that, whether you're yeah. you're a musician or not, you sure. you always like gravitate towards someone that enjoys. I yeah. mean, everyone likes music. It's like always yeah. a weird thing if like anyone asks you like, do you like music? Like, no, I'm the one <laughs> yeah, person yeah. in the world <laughs> that doesn't like music. Music is everywhere. Yeah, just like come on. It's universal. Um, so. No, that's that's a pretty good way. I so I've been wondering this my whole, like the whole time since I know you were in a band. I heard the name. I'm guessing that it was was it the original band name, Keep the Eleven, or was that new with the addition? It was new with the addition of Adam. I, it was well, we formed it last summer after the dissipation of our last group, and then so Adam came in. It was a couple months later that we started playing with him. But the nobody has ever been in Keep the Eleven except the three of us. So so what is so my favorite number is eleven. So I was Jack. Um, oh, okay. I'm a big Spinal Tap fan. Oh, yeah. So there I don't know go. if yeah. it has anything to do with that, mm-hmm. but it's like, how did that name come about, and why? You know, what is it? I could. I guess I'll talk. So um, me and Will, we were at some like DIY punk basement show over the summer last year. Actually, right around this time, about a year ago from today, and um, we went to Portillo's after the show. And I, Will gave me like three bucks and he like ran to the bathroom. He's like, just get me a shake. And as I was ordering, Will came back out like right as I was paying. And the total was two forty nine, and he had $3. And he gave the cashier $3. And he says, keep the 11 cents change. I think I, I said it to you. I think he said it to me. The same thing. But I look at him and go, I'm like, keep the 11. I'm like, don't you mean like 51? And he was thinking like 11 with 60, like 60 well, I was thinking time. out of time, yeah, 60 and yeah. 49. And so we kind of, we all kind of laughed about it. And then like as we sat down and like started eating, we were like, keep the 11. We we're just kind of like, it's got hmm. a ring to it. Yeah. It does. And like one thing, I, a lot of people, the second we started telling people like, oh, we're thinking about this name, keep the 11. A lot of people thought it was like the spinal tap because the amps go up to 11 or like 11 was like the special number. So mm-hmm. to 11. Yeah. Well, so we it was funny because it did start off as a joke. We were like, how oh, that would be a funny band name. But it was just coincidental because that was right as the last band had ended and we were like, we need a new name. Yeah. And so I was like, it yeah. works. Yeah, I'm, I'm just really fascinated. Like, I, I love names of things. And like, I, I named this podcast and like the way I came up with this, I came up with it three years before actually make, starting this podcast. So I came up with it and I was like, I think it would just be hilarious. And then it was really funny that when um, my buddy reached out to me, his last name is Beer. So my oh. one of my co-hosts, his name is Eric Beer. So everyone naturally thinks like, oh, that's why that's where I got Beer League is like because, you know, it's right. it's Eric Beer. And it's like, no, no, no. And so that's why I was like, I I, I, I thought it was going to be the Spinal Tap. I was also honored because it's my favorite number. I feel like a little <laughs> nod to me. I'll just I'll pretend that. So I was very intrigued by that. That's a good that's a good story mm-hmm. because I love the, there's like certain things in life 
where if you can get like a gut, uh, like a true gut laugh about something really small, <laughs> it goes such a long way. And yes. like, mm-hmm. I, so I respect that. Like keep the 11, like the guy's just bad at math. Whether he thought about <laughs> right. why, exactly. whether he thought about time or not was, uh, you know, besides the point. He just couldn't do math. Um, Thanks. What's more crazy to me <laughs> is that you only got a shake from Pertillo's. That is mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't even know if it was a shake. It might have just been like a Pepsi or something. Even worse, man. <laughs> See, okay, in my re- defense, I probably got like Chipotle before the show. Usually, when I go to go to Portillo, eh, go to Portillo's, I get like eight hot dogs. So, in my defense, I'll just put that out there. So you can see where I'm coming from. Where I'm like, I might have to kick this guy out of the house because he's only getting a shake. See, or it's, a Coke. it's giving off a bad message because I eat more food than anybody in this band combined. It's not true. So we had a Popeyes chicken sandwich before. This is what does that have to do with this? <laughs> No, I like it. Anyways. Keep it going. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a shake. Can't give off the wrong message. Okay. I mean, I got to go to this now. Uh, going to Pertillo's, what's the go-to order? Because I love Pertillo's. Living in the city, all we really got is the... Um, we got one pretty far north, and then we got one in River North. And it's just... I mean, I, I assume you guys haven't been too many times to the one in River North, but it's no. it's a madhouse. It is crazy. <laughs> it's like 35-minute wait every time. If you want to get delivered, it's like a $13 delivery fee. So I don't get to get it a lot. But however, we, there is, I think it was last year where we started choosing our golf courses. I'm a big golfer. I love golfing every weekend as much as I possibly can. And so one of our buddies started picking the courses by if there's a Pertillo's nearby That's so we could awesome. always get Pertillo's after. Awesome. And so what, what's the go-to order? You, you said eight hot dogs. What, what, is that the <laughs> real order? Maybe not eight, but two or three, maybe four if I'm extra hungry of the jumbo <laughs> Chicago style hot dogs. Uh-huh. Like, the cheese fries. I, I'm a sucker for Chicago style hot dogs. So anything I can get that's even remotely close to that, that's my go-to. All right, that's fair. I would say um, it's controversial. It matters on the day, but I'm, I'm a big fan of their shakes. So like the chocolate cake shake is like, well, if I haven't eaten anything today, maybe <laughs> I should get that. If not, just a standard vanilla shake. But I usually do two Chicago style hot dogs. Uh, large cheese fry. You got to go with the cheese fries. Yes. And I mean, their tenders are pretty good too, though. So, like, that's, that's probably for me. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even know they had chicken tenders, but that doesn't surprise <laughs> me that no, they're good. They Everything are. Pertillo's puts it out is fantastic. Uh, I do the cheeseburger. I used to do Chicago style hot dog. I got a little bored of it. So, <laughs> they make really good burgers and then cheese st- uh, the cheese fries. Wow. No one said beef. I was I, I knew somebody was going to bring that this up. This is controversial, but I think Portillo's has, like, the worst beef out of, like, Bona and Beef Shack. Like, the three. Hmm. Those are my go-tos. Yeah, no, it's it's good. You're young and you're wrong. <laughs> you're, you're wrong. You'll, <laughs> I'm not sure. you'll learn. Um, Bone is good, but beef shack number one. So is beef shack still open? No, so it closed. They closed. So you know them. I'm I'm friends with the owner. Really? Yeah, it's like the first time your uncle took me there. I didn't even know that it was his spot. Oh yeah. Until I walked in, I was like, oh my god, what the? I'm not gonna say their name, but um, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> What are you doing here? And they're like, Joan. I'm like, Yeah. What are you? What are you doing here? Like, don't, <laughs> like, don't be surprised that I'm here. What are you doing here? Um, so that was pretty funny. Yeah, I know. I heard that they closed uh, most of them. I didn't know the St. Charles one closed. I heard but, it's under new ownership gonna, though. But they're gonna make a bigger one when they come back for the drive-through. Yeah, that's what I've heard. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'll be we'll ecstatic. Um, yeah, uh, beef shake is is very good. Uh, the cheesy garlic bread uh, beef <laughs> is very good. It's exquisite. Um, Exquisite. So, have you ever had Gina Jutes? You guys are big hot dog people. Have you ever had Gina yes. Jutes? Gina have Jutes? you? No. So wow, I w- I'm shocked that UB didn't bring you there. I've I've been to Nana's. Have you been there? Yeah, Nana's is the sistering it's, restaurant. It's the sister, yeah. 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 So I've been I've had theirs. Probably similar. It's extreme. Yeah, it's pretty much the same stuff. 
So, <laughs> but but it's not because <laughs> <laughs> Gene like, and Jude like smacks the same. Lizzie. The hot dog can can is very similar, but Gina Chu just hits differently. But do you like get once the, you oh, do right, you get right. the double dog or the single? I mean, Mama didn't raise no fool. I get the double <laughs> dog. I mean, uh, like. I mean, don't, don't disrespect me in my own house. I, of course, I get the double dog. Um, it's just when you're when you're pulling up. So it's literally just like a shack. Yeah, like it's it's not. Well, you can call it a restaurant, I guess. It's like it's, it's probably smaller than this impart, uh, like entire apartment. You walk in, you get your dog. There's like one guy just like juggling dogs on buns. And you're just like, all right. They put awesome. the fries on top. You get the extra sport peppers. It's phenomenal. Mm. You got to really, try it. Really cheap. Is there it's only like one or is it like a It's chain? just one. It's just one. No, no, it's one. It's just one place. So it must make a killing. Though. So it's like a classic. It's quite, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's yeah. It won hot, best hot dog in the country like six times. It's mm. right over by, what zoo is it right over by? Um, um, Brookfield? Brookfield. Yeah. Yeah. Brookfield. That's where it's at. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's also right by Maywood. You guys are 17, so you probably don't know horse racing, so that's not a good uh, <laughs> thing. Um, but, yeah, that's that's fantastic. If you ever get a chance. So us in high school, our friends, we used to take, like, a Mecca trip out to uh, Gene and Jude's. Yeah. I don't know how far it is for you guys. It's um, a drive. It's it's a a, I was going to say, because St. Charles is pretty out there. Yeah. Like pilgrimage. You, you guys are pretty out there. So we used to go every every year. And it's been three years since I've had it. I'm very sad. But I know in my head, like, as soon as I get, like, even the, the smell of it, like, I can I can picture me, like, paying in cash, getting a big root beer or some shit. Yeah. Barks. And having it. So, no, they don't do barks. They do... Uh, Steel they breaker. Do they do some weird one. They have, like, red, Ooh. red root beer, which... Eh. It's different. It's like a four out of ten. It's like... You 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 take one sip and you go. Hmm, Should have just got the regular root beer. Yeah. That's every time. It's like no, you get one sip and you're like, eh, <laughs> probably shouldn't have done that. I messed up. Yeah, I might uh. get killed for this, but I don't like root beer. So this is a little weird thing. Um, I can't drink root beer anymore. What? So I used to chew tobacco for eleven years, which don't mm. do it. No. <laughs> don't do it. It's very bad. Try to avoid it. Nicotine, tobacco, no good. Okay. We're, we're, we say no on this podcast. Um, but so I used to only do wintergreen, and wintergreen is like the main component of root beer. Mm-hmm. And so like if I smell it or taste it, that's all I can think of now. Wow. And it just kind of makes me disgusted. just makes me like think of like smelling a spitter. Um, I didn't know that was the same ingredient. I ho- I'm glad you don't know that. <laughs> Remember, we say no on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll get it back on music because that was a I, – I just was <laughs> – the Bertillo's only getting the shake. I couldn't. It's a passion. I couldn't. <laughs> it's a passion. If, if I didn't ask you, I would have been laying in my bed tonight just being like, only a shake. <laughs> <laughs> like, Don't like, worry. What, what in the world? Like, I should. I got I to gotta do my journalistic due diligence on that. Um, okay. So with the band, um, first off, I, I don't want to speak for you guys. So how would you describe Keep the Eleven? Like, what type of music are you guys what trying? What type of music are you guys trying to put out? We've kind of labeled ourselves as blues-influenced garage rock. You know, it's a blend. We're not, like, straight-up blues rock from, like, 60s and 70s, but we're not, like, too modern. It's just a nice blend because we've got a lot of blues influences. We have, like, a ride, uh, array of, like, influences. So, yeah, so anything from, like, the White Stripes, that garage sound, the Strokes, but then all the way back to the 60s, that blues stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I always say that collectively, Adam has a little bit more, like, on the, like, metal side or... I don't know. He can speak about his own influences, but I've always said that's that. That's Uncle Bob sneaking yeah. in. 
I've He's always just said in there. that Hendrix is collectively as a band probably our biggest, if not one of the biggest. Jimmy Hendrix experience. Jimmy yeah. Yes. Okay. Very nice. Um. So, so when coming up with this, uh, whether it was your first band or Keep the Eleven, uh, the newest one. So who did you? Who would you say that you really? I don't want to. I never want to say like mimic, because I don't think that's what people are doing. I think that yeah. people try to like with this podcast like I've, i i have my influences where mm-hmm. i'm trying to be like them but not like my or like mimic them and be exactly like yeah. them i i take you know little bits and try mm-hmm. to make it my own so wh- what would you guys say that you do i think for each member it's kind of a little bit different like i mean for me like i mean i take like an influence from like Jimi hendrix like steve ray vaughn david gilmore but then it's like musically wise i play a lot more funk like john Frusciante type stuff and i think adam like He's a lot more of a technical player who would like be like more like Geddy Lee or Will, who's more of like this progressive jazz f- fusion drummer. Yeah, I have like, a pretty huge jazz yeah. jazz funk influence. We all, I'm very into the '90s right now. That's one of my big ones. Mm-hmm. Weezer, Weezer, <laughs> Radiohead. You'd be kicked out of your house if you didn't like Weezer. Yeah, you no, know, we, your uncle took me to my first ever Weezer show. Yeah, he was he telling us that in yeah. the car. Yeah, yes, he told I think <laughs> he took me out of school like when I was a junior. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we went and saw them at the Aragon. That was that was a great show. Yeah, cool. yeah. It's good memories at the Aragon. Oh yeah, it's a great venue. Um, yeah, no. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, so it's funny that you say Stevie Ray because that was like kind of the vibe I was getting from your singing. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's cool that you said that. Um, me personally, when I listen to it, um, my review of it is I'm incredibly impressed where you're at already. Mm-hmm. I truly I'm, I'm not just saying that because yeah. you're not my cousin I'm not just saying that because you guys are in front of me I'm going to give you my very honest opinion I think that a lot of people when they start making a band which I didn't know that you guys had some work previously so I think there's certain chemistry there maybe I'm I don't you know maybe yeah, I mean wrong, we never recorded or did anything formal with the other bands but yeah. it's definitely the ideas were there everything yeah. definitely led up to this you know and it seems like you guys know each other very well um, it you can you can tell that you guys are um, agreeing on your sound and I think that that is one of the things that you see from upcoming bands or rappers or any artist uh, where they don't really um, go into it. Yeah. Like they might come out with a first EP or a mixtape or something like that. And it's kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. like some rock, some jazz, yeah. some like heavy metal, some like 80s hair. And you're like, well, you're kind of all over the place. And you're like, I'll see, somewhere. I'll see, you know, <laughs> well, maybe I liked this song more yeah. than this song. And it's like, you're not really getting that exact thing. And I, I don't, I'm not saying that an artist can't change. You've seen it with all of the greats. I mean, the Beatles did it yep. 40 right. freaking times. Kanye. Every time they went to India and took acid, they were like, yeah. <laughs> I got a new album. Like, oh, my God. Okay. Sitar. Yeah. Um, so it's really it's really impressive to see Boys you guys like that. Um, I think it's – I really do think you guys are ahead of where you're at. Um, Thank you. I think this COVID stuff helped a little bit because what the hell else are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you guys don't really have, like, an excuse to, like, not practice or not – Think of ideas. And I tell it's like, all it was all recorded separately too in our own houses. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, dude, in these times, you got to learn to adapt. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like definitely younger people. You guys have had technology forever. Like mm-hmm. you guys right. haven't been grew up alive. Because when so you're 18, so you were born in the 2000s. 17, 2003. Yeah, it's fine. You're good. <laughs> yeah, so like when you guys were born in the 2000s, like every yeah. I mean, Microsoft like Vista was out. <laughs> like you, you, you guys yeah, had some out. stuff, right? So I mean, it's it's that's even more impressive. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the uh, band uh, Purity Ring. No, it's like a DJ and a woman singer. Um, 
so it's a kind of an interesting story. So they never met mm. when they made their first album. They didn't really? even meet each other. They didn't wow. even know who each other was. Their label got them together and they recorded the entire thing from different countries. Oh, and so wow, it's like, crazy. if you, it just shows though, but like, if you want to do something and you want to put something out, nothing stops. Yeah. Like it's not going to stop you if you're creative enough, like you can do it. So that's, that's pretty good. So did you guys basically, um, for, and then what, what's the name of the EP again? Clear from above. Clear, clear from above. Clear yeah. from above. Um, check it out. It is on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. YouTube, Tidal. everywhere. There's music. The EP is there. Perfect. Yeah, iTunes. I would. Hi- I would definitely highly recommend it. Um, so when you were, were recording it, I'm just fascinated. Obviously, you see that I got my recording set up, so I'm interested in this. Yes, were sir. you recording your parts and then kind of mixing it after? Or were you mm-hmm. trying to do? Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Um, we had a lot of songwriting wise, we had a lot of ideas from the past year. Um, it's crazy how much time we all spent on FaceTime just because like for the first, I'd say three, four months of recording, we didn't even see each other in person once. Um, but for recording, usually the way it went is I would do a drum track, send it to them. They would record it on record their tracks on top. Um, they sent everything back to me and then I just put it all together from there. Because um, they all have, you know, SM57, just the basic mics. Um, yeah, and we just found some website online that allows them to get the tracks on their computer, just export it as a file, send it to me. And I'm, I'm the one with the equipment and stuff, so I just kind of put it together for my house. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of how that worked. That's very cool. What did, what did you guys think of that process? Do you think it was challenging? Do you think it was, you it know, was was easier than you thought? Smooth. Oh, okay. It went smooth. The one thing I didn't expect is that, when you're playing in a studio, you have to be very precise. So it was a lot of same playing the riff like then like just over and over. Just I think mm-hmm. what was really neat about the entire experience was is like, you know, a lot of bands they go into studio and it's like you have a set amount of time, you pay for the studio time. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to get the takes done. Where like us, it was in the courtesy of our own homes, we had all day to do it. You know, everything we, was done in our basements. It was, that's I think that's one of the coolest things is like I like. I wouldn't send a track to Will, who was putting it all together, until I had it exactly how I wanted it. Yeah. The biggest thing is that when we made our first single that we first released underneath a different name, I had half an hour to record one bass track, or I had half an hour to record one vocal track. It's like, that's not what I was shooting for. Mm -hmm. Where it's like with the entire EP, we had so much time to do it the way we wanted it to do. Very nice. And I I do want to throw in real quick, like the recording process was not, plan to happen the way it happened so we like i said we had a lot of ideas and we were planning to we were planning to record an ep one way or another we had demos starting to be recorded um but start a quarantine we actually recorded a cover um just to try out you know this remote recording process we recorded a hendrix cover kind of crappy no one wants to hear it but it proved that we could we could record and get like a real soundings it's not just like something we did during quarantine it sounded like a real studio recording mm-hmm. um, and we hadn't seen each other. So then we were like, you know, let's try this with one of our originals. And to this day, the file on my computer still says, like the song was After Hours, track two of the EP. It says new After Hours test. It was meant to be a test, but we started recording and we were like, this is it. This is what we're going for. We have all the freedom. And so it just, it just kept going from there. It was never like, okay, quarantine's here. Let's start recording this. It's like, huh, we can do this. All right, very nice. Um, so take me in just uh, a little bit. You don't have to, you know, give off all the all the secrets. But like, when you guys were coming up with the EP, when you were coming up with the music, the lyrics, anything like that, can you take me in a little bit of like, you know, how do you guys like to create your songs? 
usually starts with a riff or mm-hmm. the, the instrumental. We'll have, like play something in our guitar in our bedroom, and we're like, "Well, that's cool." And then we bring it to the guys, yeah. And they like it, and we jam. So you get the instrumental part down. Usually, that's how it works for us. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy how much is written from us just playing together. Just yeah, it just happens, you know. Like we, the one thing I kind of wanted to throw in is that all three of us. I don't know if this is the case with a lot of bands, but all three of us are really good friends, regardless of the band. We all hang out no matter what, whether we were in the band at all. So it just came up. It wasn't like, okay, let's form a band and start writing music. It's like, we hang out, write, and play music anyways. So let's do this. So a lot of the stuff we came up with just came from jamming and hanging out. Yeah. I mean, that's easy enough. Um, some of like the great bands, uh, like Led Zeppelin, how they used to make songs, It's it, to me, it's it's crazy because I can't even play mm-hmm. an instrument. Yeah. Like, uh, quick funny story. So I have a music tattoo on my arm. Yes. When I was getting it, um, the guy kept asking me, "He's like, oh, like what, what, <laughs> like what, <laughs> what do you play?" And I was like, "No, nah, I don't play anything." He's like, "Do you do you play this?" And I was like, "No, I said nothing." He's like, "How about even a ukulele?" I was like, "What is that? Like the lowbrow? Like <laughs> you don't play anything? You you yeah. bust out the ukulele?" So I was like, "No." He's like, "So why are you getting this?" And I was like, "Just do the job." Like, <laughs> I'm like, paying you to not ask questions. Like, I already paid you the money. Like, yeah. do you ask? What if I wanted a huge dragon? I'm not a dragon. You wouldn't ask me that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you have a pet dragon? <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to ask, um, it's it's unique when you see um, like people release an EP because you're still working on music. Um, so from goal perspective on just this, uh, w- what would you like to do next? Would you like to continue with EPs? Maybe go into an album? Would you I like mean, to expand? Right or? now, I mean, even we were working on last night, we're working on a new single. That's probably what we're going to do. I'm thinking yeah. we'll probably do like one or two singles maybe and then maybe another EP because like what we said, it's like we would love to do a full-length album, but like our ideas are still up in the air. Like we still want to try more acoustic stuff or we want to try more. We're still landing on a sound. Yeah, we're still landing on our sound. Like a lot of people say, wow, for a first EP, this is really, really refined. And I think it is, but it's like there's still so much more to off, like we have to offer. So, so, the, so sorry to cut you off, but the biggest thing that I wanted to say from listening to it is I thought that you guys, I, it sounds like you have um, the, um, the equipment yeah. for like uh, mastering it or mixing it or something like that. Um, maybe it's a group effort as well. Um, you, I, I, I want to know, because you did it so well. You guys did it actually the right way, I would mm-hmm. say. I feel like a lot of people... Um, or they're coming out with their first thing, they almost think of it as like, like you said, a test. And I think it should be a test, but I think when it comes to recording, it's like you want it to be crisp. Because now, now it's like, dude, I'm wearing like $400 headphones, everyone's got nice headphones on. Like You hear so much more than you used to hear. Even yeah. on the, yep. um, the standard Apple headphones that you get with your phone, or great. anything like that, like they sound pretty good. And you, could, you could pretty much hear background stuff, you could hear all the bass, you could hear the lyrics, you could hear the guitar, you could hear the drums. And so I, I was really impressed that you guys took the time to do that because in my opinion, I wouldn't call myself like an audiophile or anything like that. Um, but it's like, um, you can see the attention to detail and I respected that. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, don't, don't take offense. Mm -hmm. But when I heard that you guys were putting out an EP, I, I saw you guys as two 17 year olds and an 18, an 18 year old. And I was like, well, I think they're going to put out something. But you guys did it right. I was a little worried that it was going to be something just recorded on like a Mac or something like that, and then it just doesn't yeah, sound good. Band or yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And it's just it, it. We're in this day and age where it's like you got to make that connection so fast. 
So you need the song to start. And if it starts in like choppy, you hear like a washer and dryer in the background. You hear your mom yelling downstairs to clean yeah. your room. You're like, what the hell is this? Right. You know, you're just going to turn it off. So I was really impressed with that. So I that was like my biggest takeaway that I was like, besides, I, I personally did enjoy it. But that was one of the things where I was like, they're already ahead of the game. And I think that is a very important thing to keep up with. And I want you to know that coming from someone that like loves music and I know I've talked to yeah. I've talked to his or his dad. It's like even from an objective spot, I'm very very impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yeah, Thank production you. Yeah. production is just as important as the songwriting itself, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Well, not a lot of po- people would agree with you, and that's why a lot of people are not successful. Well, I would just throw out that first of all, I don't want to make it seem like I have like a full crazy professional studio in my basement. You know, I have you know six mics that I use for my drums, and I have a you know a simple interface, and then the um, the DOM, my computer, I would say, I know I'm not in a position to like speak like, if you want to be big, do this, because you know we're not big, but I would just say there's no, equipment do, does not limit you. It's more about what you do with what you have, because I've had this equipment for, I know I got a bunch of stuff for Christmas a few years ago, like I've had it for a while, but I never knew what to do with it until I, until I actually tried to learn what to do with it. I have hundreds of, not hundreds, but tons of emails on my phone from people that I just reached out with. I was getting in touch with drummers of bands and my band te- or like in school, my band teachers, former students, like I was just sucking in all the information that I could about how to, how to do this. Like equipment is nice, but like it's more about what you do with the equipment than the actual equipment. Cause I've made recordings with these mics before that sound like dog shit. Cause it's, I didn't know what to do with it, but I think the, I think the biggest thing though is effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to put in the work. Yeah. And it's and it's just so easy to say, like, hey, let's record this EP. It's going to be fun. <laughs> right. But the fact that you guys actually took the extra steps, like you said, like you, you tried to make it sound good. And it, it's got to be like I haven't made anything like this, but it's like it's got to be frustrating. If something does go well and and it's got to be like <laughs> yeah. it's got to be it's got to be really easy to see like the little crack open of a door where like yeah. we could take the easy way out. Mm-hmm. And, and then you can keep saying like, oh, we'll do it the next one. But then your second EP. We could do it the next one. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's easy yeah. to get in those bad habits. And yeah, it gets really frustrating, but you just got to keep doing the take. And yeah. I mean, no one, no one wants to work that hard. No yeah. one wants to, you like, you like, more, I would say most people want it to be easy. And it's like, sometimes it's not easy and you're like, ah, I'm just done. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's, it's the real people that actually push through that and, you know, put it down. Um, so I know you guys played your first live performance. Um, it had to be unique during COVID times. I saw that you were, um, it was pretty spread out though. It wasn't like, yeah, yeah. it was outside too. Mass were required. We took temperatures. Yeah. And there was, you know, 20 to 30 people there in a backyard. It's not like it was a rage or anything, you know, but yeah, that was, Oh, don't sell yourself short. But it, it, but the, the crowd <laughs> it was, felt like a rage. The crowd was awesome. It was awesome. Well, that's the thing. We would, we, we say this all the time. We would rather play a show with 20 people at it who all want to be there and are going crazy than a show in front of 400 people that are just like, cool. You know, the, the in, in, intimacy is so important for a show. It's, it's great that you say that. So I say that exactly about this podcast. And it's like um, I took only one marketing class in, in college because it was just like a prereq that you needed. But it said, uh, my professor said something that really stuck with me, and it says it, it's more important to make a big impact in a small group than a small impact in a big group. Yep, mm-hmm. and it's true. 
I personally love when it's like someone's like, hey, I found this podcast or like someone will like message me on the iTunes or write a comment or something. Mm -hmm. And that like makes me feel good. Like, I don't care if we have 40 subscribers, a thousand subscribers or whatever. It's like, I just want people to be engaged. I want to put out the best content that I possibly could because I enjoy doing it. And I feel like you guys are the same way where you and you genuinely enjoy what you do. You guys love Mm -hmm. music. You love making music. And, you know, it's just you're not going to please everyone. So it's just the people that are there to enjoy it, like, you're like, yep. It's the same thing with, you know, trying to get the word out about the EP and the band. People are like, you know, more streams equals more followers. Like you said, engaged, it's, there's such a difference between engaged fans and people that think it's cool, you know? Like, that engaged is the key word It's there. all about meeting the right people. Well, don't you even think, uh, w- when it comes to artists, I believe that it, what it meant to be a popular artist changed a little bit because you see people that are on the charts on the radio all the time, such as like uh, an Ed Sheeran or a Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. Like they're always going to be number one hits like a Justin Bieber or something like anytime he puts out a song, it's just going to blow up. But there's with like DJs and stuff like, um, you know, pretty lights is or bass nectar. No. Okay. They're DJs, but it's like, they're never on the radio. They're never on like a bunch of talk shows, but they have such a crazy like cult following. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, but that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, they're still making millions and millions and millions of dollars, even though you don't hear them on the radio. And I, I mean, I guess I can't guarantee it, but I'm going to guarantee it that that guy is having more fun doing what he's doing. Just being like, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, get the the hell out of here. The songs on the charts by labels are like formulaic. The chord progressions are all designed Yeah, people like Ed Sheeran, it's all commercialized. It's like you're going into a studio from this time to this time to write a hit song that's going to bring in millions of dollars. That's not music. Well, we we saw Crazy Boom. uh, K-pop really reached uh, America this year. And I know that it's it's been around for a while, but K-pop, like... um, uh, BTS, I think, was the big yeah, one. I know. The big one that popped up. Um, Our biggest influences. What's the, what's the all girl one? Pink something, black pink mm. or something. But anyways, they literally have algorithms. Yeah. Of how they write their music, they have like an algorithm that it's like, all right, this chord at this time is gonna make a hit, and they're always hits. But it's like, you can still appreciate that song and also appreciate, uh, you know, a more alternative sound or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I. I think people got to realize that where it's like, you like dude, you're like. going to drop a song, your first song. What do you expect? You're going to get 5 million plays yeah. just because someone else did that. It's like, no, it's like, dude, you, as long as you're putting out stuff that you're proud of, I think that's the biggest thing. You got to be honestly proud about what you do and you got to feel good about the end product. So with that, how do you guys personally feel after the EP's done, after the hard work's been put in, how do you personally feel the EP came out? I think I think it's really weird because it's like there were six weeks in between when we submitted it until it was out on, on platforms. And in that time, I think we were all just really, really excited. And it was like it was the first thing that I've done musically where I was saying, like, I'm actually proud of this. Like, this is some of my best work. It is. And I would, I would still say that even that after it's out and I hear more feedback and criticism. But um, I, I, I loved it. I really I really did. I thought the EP was really special. But at the same time, we all are just so we're still so hungry right now for more. Like it, we're like he said, we're already working on new music. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Eight Hot Dogs over here. I'm Betty's hungry. Come on, (laughs) (laughs) right? No, but we just there's so much more we're going for, and yeah, we're super proud of the EP. And like I said, I wouldn't have had the first EP go any other way. But we haven't even scratched the surface of what we think we can produce in the future. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's good. Um, right. So, what? No, nah, I don't want to do that now. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> um, I I I kind of want to keep on this topic. So I'm a big big fan of people that make something for themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I started a podcast. I have friends that have started their own things, and I'm always very fascinated about that because it's one thing to be like, you know, I don't want to work for someone. I don't want to do something. I want to do my own thing. And then you're like, eh, I'll go do something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's easy. So I really respect that you guys are going off and like doing your own thing. Um, I know you guys came out with merch. Yes, we yes did. sir. Um, it's on our website. <laughs> Keepthe11official.com. Nice. Did you bring me my shirt? <laughs> oh, you <laughs> son oh, of a yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> do you have any in your car? No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I forgot. Wow. I guess this podcast will never see the daylight. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Wow. Um, so, uh, with um, how how, how would you guys think of the merch? Who was who was designing what you guys were making? I group saw the effort. shirts. Oh, the group effort thing. I know the original illustration. Just they keep the eleven. I know I originally drew just on a shirt, and then we just kind of like I remember wearing it. It was like it was cool. Like it was real basic. But then we kind of thought of a merch idea. We're like, eh, we should just kind of bring it back. And we made it, you know, a bit more detailed. Everything always loops back to that original, like, gut gut feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I personally love that you guys did merch. When you when Uncle Bob texted me, yeah. I was jazzed. I was, <laughs> I was like, yes, love it. I'm so Could, sorry. I'll, like, the, I'll, be, I'll be back here soon. I'll get to you. Yeah, I hope, <laughs> I, I'm glad you're sorry. Shirts are expensive <laughs> to make. Shirts are expensive to make. So please buy a shirt. Yeah, yeah, it's risky. Uh, where, where can you buy them? You can buy them on the website. Yeah, they're on our website, mm-hmm. keepthe11official.com, and you can get there through all our social media. Just keep the eleven. Everything is all linked together. Uh, quick little plug. Uh, what are you guys on uh, social media? Keep oh, the eleven. We have an Instagram. Keep uh, the eleven. Yep. yep. Just at keep the eleven on all our social media. All one word. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Perfect. Nice. So if you guys want to. You know, go out, get a shirt. You can find it on any of their social medias, Instagram or anything like that. Link in bio, I assume, like that. Yep. Or keep the 11 official.com. Yep. You got it. Perfect. Um, I, 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 I was like jazzed <laughs> when he told He's like, you want a shirt? I was like, yeah, I want a shirt. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I was like, I want 10 shirts. I want to wear this shit every day. <laughs> um, they actually look like nice shirts, too. They're, they're really comfortable. Yeah, they're yeah. I really like how they It even surprised out. us because getting, <laughs> well, getting a first band shirt, you know, it's a, it's a gamble. Well, dude, I'll, I'll tell you what right now. I am like a big souvenir guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, I personally love going to shows. I've been going to shows forever. Like I am like I know in my heart. Like I'll be at the ATM like getting like beer money or something. And I'll be like, I'm gonna take out an extra forty bucks. Right. See, yeah. see what they see what they got. Like, I'm sure I'll buy like a shirt or like yeah. a, a, you know, a poster or something like that. Mm. And it's just like, like I love it. Um, it's fun. So, what other type of music do you guys like to listen to? Oh, the deep breaths. I didn't <laughs> see that coming. All right. Um, a big one. Adam, you can take this one first. Um, I've been getting to jazz lately. I'm not huge into it, but jazz, R&B, soul. I'm really a big fan of Kanye West. I know you are too. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So like rap and stuff, I've been getting into. So, um, I know it's cl- cliche to say this, but like everything except like really weird stuff. But like, what's the problem? Glad you're not into the really weird stuff. The really yeah. weird yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. No, I am. Obviously, I'm a rock guy at the heart. My two favorite bands are Zeppelin and Green Day. So I like the whole range of it. Um, me and Reese are very big blues guys. Are entire friendship was basically built upon Stevie Ray Vaughan. 
Um, but as a drummer, I'm also big into jazz, funk. Um, my jazz teacher at the school is actually a well-known uh, saxophone player named John Wojohowski, and he's introduced me into things that I never would have gotten into and has really expanded. I think, I think it really, as rock people, it's cool for us at least to see some of those influence that you wouldn't expect sometimes pop through, you know? Um, but yeah, big jazz funk in addition to all the rock stuff. Um, let's say for me, I don't know, experimental hip hop, uh, death grips, that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, I would also say I'm a, I like a lot of hip hop too. Tyler, the creator. I'm a huge fan of, um, a lot of R and B too. Um, what are you guys laughing me for? Um, <laughs> I'd also say, I mean, when I first met, well, I mean, I always felt like metal. I was like, my first band I was in was like a Metallica cover band. So like the whole metal side and the whole grunge side is like also hugely into what I do. So. Yeah, so. I'm uh, I mean, I, I love hip hop, yeah. love rap. It's definitely my favorite genre. Um, so I know I, you mentioned Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Tyler. Yeah, I do. Um, the first time I actually ever cried at a concert, dead sober, I was I think I was nine. I think I was. Well, no, that's a big thing. It's like you've yeah, seen people yeah. people cry just because they're blackout drunk. I love this song. Like they're not playing. And then, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was. How old was I? Maybe nineteen or twenty. I don't know. I think it was like my second or third Lollapalooza. I went and saw Kid Cudi, which Kid Cudi was like one of the biggest people that got me into hip hop. And like I remember when Day and Night came out, I was just like, "What the hell is this?" That's great. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, re- I went to them. I went and saw him. And then I walked literally like 40 feet to see Tyler. Mm-hmm. And he came on. He was like on a big bed. It was like right after Wolf came out. Right. It's like, I don't know. I, I I personally think Wolf is the best album he's put out. I completely agree. I think yep. Igor. Igor's uh, number one in for me. I mean, Igor's, Igor's so good. but I just love the sound of it. Wolf really really stood out to me because of like dude he was making some crazy shit before that. <laughs> i mean he had he obviously had, had yonkers had the biggest Bastard. one um i mean dude you had songs like ass milk tron cat come out i mean you had like those, those are real songs mm-hmm. and like when he came out with wolf i was like oh it's gonna be more of this it's gonna be awesome but it was like a little different mm-hmm. with like slater and singing about a bike and stuff 48 close, oh my like god all songs. dude it was Damo twenty three. What I love me? about also I take Tyler's hugely for um, lyrically and kind of like songwriting perspective because Tyler he writes all about his experiences in his life. Like you talk about like um, I know like I'm there's so many Tyler songs, but like the music that we write is all about experiences and the things that we've kind of seen as a band. Uh, that's why I was like Tyler does that too. So it's kind of like yeah yeah. And so you're a big Kanye guy. Yes, I am. Um, so uh, we talked about this a little on Father's Day. I don't remember exactly what you said. So, like, what are w- I, I'm intrigued because, like, I've loved Kanye yeah. since literally before I could remember because my brothers are older than me, you mm-hmm. know, John and Anthony. Um, they're seven years older than me, or my oldest brother is. Yeah. And I remember he bumped graduation on the car, like, every time we got in there. And I just remember being like, ooh. <laughs> and then like that was really what got me into Kanye. What got you into Kanye? Because I've never seen someone like, like oh, I just stumbled upon Kanye. Because um, Kanye's huge now. Kanye's ginormous. I, I remember mean, the man's running for president. I remember when uh, I think it was the song Power came out in like t- 2010, 2010. from <laughs> My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and it was in some video game I played like Saints Row or something, and I really liked that song. And then I I didn't listen to him for a while, and then I got into his discography. I listened to College Dropout, loved it. And then I moved on to all his other albums. See, yeah. I got almost his discography on vinyl over oh, here. Nice. I, I'm a big Air fan vinyl. of him. 
Um, we're into vinyl as well. <laughs> no, dude. So one of my favorite things is I really enjoy listening to music by listening to albums. Yeah. I really like listening from start to finish. And, I, and I'm, I'm sure you guys can agree with what it's I'm about to say is people especially these up and coming artists like if you've listened to did anyone listen to Kendrick Lamar uh to pimp a, uh, yeah. yeah damn so, i mean any so album. to pimp a butterfly like it got such like critically praised and i think it's an amazing album mm-hmm. but a lot of like the fans were like ah oh, there wasn't as much like bangers on as good kid yeah. mad city and the difference is for good kid mad city dude you can take any song off that yeah. play it at a party and people lose their minds like dude you play mad city you play but, backseat freestyle yeah. you play swimming pools and everyone's like yeah to Pimp a Butterfly, for me, with like all the skits at the end leading into the new thing, that was one of the albums that I personally say, like if you listen to it the first time, you got to listen to it yeah, straight all through. the way through. you got to listen to it all through. It's the not a collection thing. of hits. It's a it's one singular yeah. story. That's why I think Good Kid, Mad City is the best album because you can listen to them all separately, but it still tells a story. Oh, I mean, Good, Good Kid, Mad City is going to go down as one of the greatest like Album. albums of music. Yeah. I've, I've I mean, it's that. insane. I mean, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, for someone's like true, I I know you had um, Section Eighty before, but like, it's all right. Good Kid, Mad Cities. <laughs> it's absolutely. Uh, Pimp a Butterfly is good. Damn is incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. A bit like Money Trees. Come on, <laughs> I love that song. That like so that was like a song when I was in high school. Really? Like man, that song still comes on today. I'm like, yeah. Uh huh. I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, you know that, that J Rock part comes on at the very end. Stands the test of time. That's good yeah. music. Um, so I know you guys are young, but it sounds like you guys have been going to a couple of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys ever been to like Lollapalooza yeah. or Pitchfork or anything like I that? I have not, but they have. Yeah, last year me and Reese went to Lollapalooza. Um, was your first year? Yeah, first year. Wow, that's uh, my exciting. second. Yeah, his yeah. second year is my first year for Lala and Riot Fest. He's been to both a few times before, but how was Riot Fest? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> uh-huh. um, we waited six hours to get front rail for the rack and tours. So it was no regrets. It was kind of sad for me. So I had tickets. This was going to be my first year, um, but then my family ended up going to Italy. I'm not yep. gonna. I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but um, my personal favorite artist is Jack Johnson, um, which I think is amazing. Yes, I think that. That it will. Do you like Jake Johnson? I love Jake Johnson. I mean, I love Jake Johnson. He is curious George soundtrack. He is, he's truly like one of the people that loves music so much, but he also loves what he can do with his music, which I really respect. Like the fact that he doesn't tour in the winter because the surf is too good in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. That's a good problem to have. Be like when you're just turning down millions of dollars, but he's still making music. Like that's pretty awesome. But my number two is Atmosphere. Atmosphere is a group. Um, Slug is the rapper. Ant is the producer. Um, so they were actually at Riot Fest last year. Okay. And like any chance I can ever see Atmosphere, I always want to go see them. Love them. It's just, I like more of the rap. It's like what you were saying, where they tell a story and you can tell that they got some shit to say. Yep. Like it's, it's not all like popping perks, doing Molly, if that's even a thing yeah. anymore. But it's like you can tell. And like he's an older dude. So like he sings about like having a kid. He talks about like hard troubles like growing up. Um, if you guys ever have, I've preached about him on this podcast so much time, so I won't go too into it. But check out Atmosphere. He, they, I mean, they're they're old as shit. Will do. But like, check them out. They're awesome. Start off with like Sunshine, anything like that. I mean, you're you're gonna love them. Um, so, what'd you guys think of Lollapalooza? Yeah, that was that was a good time. It was the lineup got at least in our age group. It got ripped on a lot because it wasn't you know, all the big rap people that everyone likes, like we're not rap haters or anything, but you know, 
you know the type of people that are obsessed with those. Um, but we we enjoyed the lineup a lot. So I'm glad that you said that. So I loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a fantastic lineup. Um, the um, the lineup for me. So it's funny that you actually mention about the rap stuff because that's funny to me because I love rap. But this year at Coachella, I've been to Coachella the last three years. This is going to be my fourth, obviously, due to COVID. Didn't happen. Um, everyone's like, wow, the rap here is so good. And you're like, I was like, explain it to me. Like, explain to me why these these rap acts are that good. Like, yes. And they would be like, run the jewels. I'm like, boom, got it. Run the jewels, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, DaBaby. And it's like, I enjoy DaBaby. <laughs> However, Not I mean, he's still kind of new. Like, he was on an XXL last year. He was on the XSL cover last year. So, like, I, like, you're like, yeah, I guess the rap is kind of good, but it's like, mm. It's like, yeah. no, you, you need some better. So, that like, I agree with that. It's like, well, definitely we're different generations where I'm sure, like, those type of artists are loved. And I was in that exact same position. I started going to Lala when I was 18. And, um, you know, it's like, I'm sure my taste back then, a lot of the older people were like, the hell out of here. <laughs> I remember um, when I think I was 21, my friend was like, hey, we should go see Spoon. Oh, and Spoon. I was like, yeah, I'll go check out Spoon. And we were hands down the youngest people by 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, but you can still enjoy this. It's um, like the Grateful Dead show I went to. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. With John, John Mayer on Guitar Incredible. Yeah, oh, I mean, that's pretty Dead crazy. Company, yeah. yeah, Dead Company. You know Jack Johnson filled in when he had to go. Oh, I did not see that. <laughs> I didn't know that, but that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Jack Johnson filled in for, I think, a couple of shows. That's awesome. the, I mean... The, the craziest part about the dead is I personally I don't really care about the dead. Me neither. They they don't really do much for me. I don't I don't love it, um, but I can respect it. And what I wanted to say is like, for these older groups, they've been doing it for so long that they have learned how to not put on a concert. They have learned how to put on a show, yeah. if that makes sense. So it's like when I saw Metallica at Lollapalooza, I personally I enjoy Metallica. I wouldn't say I love them. Mm-hmm. But I, like I listen to their music, and I'm like, yeah. And it's like, dude, everyone likes Metallica. Yeah. Like, you you got to enter Sandman. Come on, you're not gonna like. You're <laughs> <laughs> gonna start going like the Beavis and Butthead, just like head banging. Right. Um, but like when I saw that show, I was just like, oh, they they know what they're doing. The like intro. when I saw the Strokes last year, it's like they knew exactly what they were doing. Like yeah, it, uh-huh. like, like they didn't they didn't mess around. They weren't up there giving speeches. They they were going song after song after song after song after song. Banger after banger after banger, and everyone in the crowd was just losing it. They started so powerfully. I thought they were like gods ascending down from the the heavens. That was that was an experience, dude. It was fantastic. So um, I'll I'll tell my Lala ex- experience last year, but I want to hear more about yours. What was uh, some of the top acts that you guys saw last year, and what also was the main stage that you stayed at? We for were most staying at T-Mobile probably every day for the entire day because we saw Gambino, who was the Friday night act. We saw 21 Pilots front row, who was the Saturday night act. Sorry Strokes to cut you off. First yeah. night. So 21 Pilots has been, for me, the act that has always gotten away. I have like had the opportunity to see them multiple times, and I've just like either got to Lala late or had someone talk me into going to a different show. And this is like now, I'll go to a show alone. I don't care. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Um, so I was actually with a bunch of my friends and they wanted to go see some like DJ act. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Dude, Perry's is crazy. I mean, Perry's is for your guys' age. Right. Killing it. Go to Perry's as much as you want. Now when I'm 26, oh my God, I've never seen so many braces in my life where I'm just like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. 
let's start carding people for at least to be like 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I went and saw 21 pilots by myself and they blew me away mm-hmm. with how good that show was. I was yeah. like, Oh my for God. For two guys. Like, Oh my God. When they played hype and that car yeah. started on fire, yeah. I was just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, you know what you're doing. This is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sorry for cutting you off, but I no, just no. wanted to say that before yeah. I forget. Um, I would say, yeah, Gambino. I'm a, I'm a huge Gambino fan. So we saw him front row. Um, Strokes we saw front row. I know we had to leave a little bit early to catch a train. Um, they were amazing. Yeah. It and then insane. also last, I mean, then the Sunday night. Gary Clark was at that stage. Gary Clark was at that stage. Uh, Mondo Cosmo. We also saw Slash. Guns N' Roses was there. There's a band called The Nude Party that played across. American, what's the stage American called? Eagle. American. No, no, it wasn't. No, American it was Lakeshore. Yeah, Lakeshore. Lakeshore. Yeah, Nude Party. We actually saw them when they opened up, or I saw them uh, when they opened up for Jack White uh, at the Aragon uh, a few years ago, and since then followed them very closely. They're a great band, but they played there, and that was that was a, like noon. It was an early band because mm-hmm. they're not huge, but that was one of my favorite shows of the weekend. Yeah, I've been a big supporter of just telling Lake or uh, Lakeshore to get out of here. That stage stinks. It always has technical problems. It's not even facing the right way. It's just I've seen a lot of acts there where I'm like, man, if the sound wasn't terrible, because later in the because yeah. later in the day it does get packed. Yeah. Earlier in the day you could easily get like first five rows. Yeah. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna yeah. be able to hear everything. But later in the day, like right before a headliner, good luck. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's in a, yeah it's in a weird spot. It's it just is. it's just so weird because you you see the main stage there, and you're just like, wow. Why is this so perfect? And then like, and then you like see that, and you're like, well, I guess everything is taken up by right. I mean, you were mentioning Perry stage. Like, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. But I think that was a big difference between like our experience versus other people our age experience. Like, they go to to mosh at Perry's, right? Like, that's their fun, and that's cool, good for you. But we spent probably five minutes there the whole weekend because, as you know, solid. You were just music lovers. We we discovered just as many bands as we went to see. Like it's it's about the music for us than it is more than it is just the moshing. I mean, no yeah. hate to those people, but like that's just kind of how our experience was different. So me personally, I've been to a, a bunch of festivals now. Um, I've been to Bonnaroo, Coachella, Lollapalooza, Summerfest, Somerset, Buku. I don't fucking know. I've been to a lot of them. Bonnaroo? So I I think that I have like a good enough experience to say what I'm about to say. Uh, Lollapalooza is the second worst festival around. I truly right. believe that. Um, I believe that, I mean, I've gone for nine years in a row. This was going to be my 10th. Uh, so I'm still going to go and I, I love it. But it's like, once I got to see the others, it's just like, it's the big thing is the crowd. It's the, the crowd people that makes go it. there. It's, it's the same thing. Like why I like Riot Fest more than Lollapalooza because even though the acts are way more static and the, you know maybe or it's so much bigger at Lollapalooza, like it's this bigger thing. But the people that go to different festivals, like I go to like Bunbury, it's a Cincinnati festival, or like like I Bonnaroo and that, like in Tennessee, the people there are so much more loving and caring, and it's like they're there to see the act. Lollapalooza, they're there to say they went to Lollapalooza. Yeah, that's a big thing. But it's also it's. They know that Perry Stage exists. Perry Stage is very like famous now for like mm. you could just go there the whole day. You could listen to EDM, you could drink a bunch, you could just dance your face off for like twelve hours, right? And you could just do that. And I think that's fine. But the the crowd that it draws in sometimes is just a lot of assholes, mm-hmm. a lot of just dicks, 
a lot of people pushing yeah. in the crowd to like get through. My biggest pet peeve is when there's ten minutes left, the like number one hit comes on from the band and people start like trying to get to the front. Like, motherfucker, you were back here for an hour. Right. Yeah. Stay back here. You have here. to earn your way. Like, in what the are you front. what are you doing? Like, stay back here. Um so th- that is so one of the one of the craziest things is so before I went to Coachella, I knew I wanted to go there, but I had a little worry that it was like so my f- personal favorite festival that I've ever been to is Buku in New Orleans. It was fantastic. It's very similar to Riot Fest and it's very similar to Pitchfork mm-hmm. um, where it's smaller, which I like. Mm-hmm. It's not as packed and everyone was, I mean, dude, it's New Orleans. You can drink in the street there. Everyone is like very nice because they're probably drunk. <laughs> and um, when I went to Coachella, I was a little worried that it was going to be like, because you know, it's like Coachella. You're right. like, oh my God, it's going to be like just a bunch of rich assholes. Um, I'll take rich assholes after or over like middle class dickheads that try to ball out at Lala. Right. Because these people are dope. If you're if you're like rich and you go to Coachella, you're in VIP, you don't even step foot with us peasants. And That's I true. love it. I respect That's it. That's really true. Um one of my favorite things is so a lot of people do go there just to say that they go to Coachella and yeah. so they don't even go there, they don't even walk into the festival until like eight o'clock. So there is like sets that you see at like four o'clock that are bangers that you're like fourth row for, and you didn't even have to wait out. It's Every awesome. single day, Lollapalooza and Riot Fest. We were there when the gates open. Dude, Every you gotta get day. your money's worth. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, it's not even just about that too. There are some killer bands. The very first day of Lollapalooza, first act, a local band called Beach Bunny. We've seen them tons of times since then and before then, but like first band because they weren't huge yet. And amazing show. Amazing show. Dude, that's the thing. You, you're you going to see some acts there that are about to play their biggest crowd ever, but it will be the smallest time you can ever see them again. Yep. Like, true. I saw Stormzy at my very first Coachella. I saw him. He was the second act of the day. The second act. The man just sold out Wembley, which is a 90,000 seat. Sold it eight times in a row. That's crazy. It's like, I will never be able to see Stormzy like that again. Right. I know that. Like, I will never be able to see him like that. Where is he ever going to play a 400-person crowd? It's never. The guy's huge. It's like a, he's like a British icon now. Um, so, But one of the things that I want to tell you that one of my buddies does, which I think would be a good thing. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't do it, but he does it for me. Uh, every time we go to a festival, he actually gets the lineup, and he goes and listens to the top 10 songs on Spotify from A to Z of every band. And he makes, like, little notes of them. And... I have found so many good bands at like noon or something like that just because they had like, I found Greta Van Fleet that way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a big fan of them. I found Brockhampton that way. I'm a big fan of them. Um, so that's something that I wish I knew when I was a little younger. So for the next festival, mm-hmm. try to listen and then you'll be like, you'll, you, you always know the bands you like. Yeah. But it's like, you're going to find something that you're like, Oh, I'm going to start listening to these people like every day now. Yeah, I, I did that. I know for last year for Lollapalooza, like there was a band called Lily, like L I L L Y. Like I heard one song and I was just like, "All right, we're going." Like the morning of, and I knew them before for a little bit, but like even just I showed Will, we're like, "Okay, we're gonna go to this," and it was awesome. Like they're a total cool band. Another yeah. band from Riot Fest, White Reaper. We knew them a little bit beforehand too, but that show that was actually the first time I ever crowd surfed. And that was a great. <laughs> that was that was a great show, and now I'm a huge fan of them too. Yeah, it's funny how that stuff works. Mm-hmm. Just gotta show up. Um, I uh, uh, see. It was just. I mean, Lollapalooza was supposed to be last week, and I had to get into it a little bit. I'm a little yeah. sad. No, no. I get um, that. so I want to know this. So, like, when you guys think of old school music, what is old school to you? 
in school. It Sixties, seventies. It depends on the context of the question. Depends on like where that came from. So like if you, um, if you heard Panama come on by Van Halen. Yeah, is that old school? That's old school. I would count that as music old that like my da- our dads listen to is old school. Okay, I'm fair with that. But see, I w- I grew up with so much of that, so I don't think of it as old school because that's to me that's like almost my generation. Too. Obviously, it wasn't, but it feels like it was my generation too. So when I think of like old school, old school, I could go back all the way to the 50s and 60s, you know. Yeah, but I that's just that. that's just a me thing because you know grew up with Zeppelin every minute of my my small life see for me i like i love listening to 80s metals bands like that big hair bands mm-hmm. when yeah. i golf i think it's like some of the <laughs> best music like if you listen to like it's fun panama's a great song to golf too um any acdc song is probably gonna be really good like uh, even older than that just like guns oh my guns god and guns roses. and roses um <laughs> incredible just like all those that music like i consider it like old school because like i wasn't mm-hmm. born yet yeah um but one of my favorite artists is Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you guys like Frank, yeah, but I love, love Frank. I've gone like six hour golf rounds just like only listening to Frank Sinatra. But he's a vibe. Oh, he's a banger. <laughs> Old school banger. Um, okay. I, I, I just had to know. I think um, My Way is one of the best songs ever. I was recorded. just singing that in my head. Oh, hands down. <laughs> Top 15. Hands That's down. controversial. But Can you believe he died in 1998? Oh my God, you guys weren't even alive. No. Well, <laughs> you can believe it then. You weren't alive. Um, uh, Ancient history. Do you feel old yet? Well, I mean, I was only six, but <laughs> prehistoric. Yeah, I'm not that old. <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right, what do you, what do you guys also like to do for fun besides music? Hmm. I like movies a lot. I'm a big movie guy. I'm really into like gangster movies, like Goodfellas and stuff. Oh God, Goodfellas. Amazing. Uh, top two movie. Top two. My the only movie I like better is Caddyshack. Oh, that's a classic. <laughs> I love that's Caddyshack. It's just got the lines. And, like, I think you can see um, my white my white golf shoes over there. Yeah. I so see. I just got those. And I saw them online, and I was like, I'm getting such Judge Snell vibes that I was like, I got to buy these. Yeah. No, that's a classic. Happy Gilmore's great. Yes. Yeah. Happy so, Gilmore. Okay, so you guys know Uncle Rob, or his dad, dad Rob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think he looks a little bit like... <laughs> Um, Adam Sandler or an extreme bit about it, kind of like Adam Sandler. I could, I could see it. That's not the first thing I thought. That's insane. He looks like uncut gems era. (laughs) Well, now. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, you gotta remember. I'm. But I never noticed it till you pointed out. But I do see it. This can't be the first time you've heard us say this. No, I've heard you say it before. Oh, I was gonna say. I was like, you're at every family party with me. I was like, we we talk about it nonstop. Um, all right, what, what, what do you like to do? I'm a sports guy. I played basketball and soccer basically before I hit um, high school, and I, I followed the NBA. That's probably the one I follow the closest now, but yeah, I, I love sports. Are you a big Bulls fan? Yeah, well, it's hard to be a Bulls fan right now, but I'm, I will always be a diehard Bulls fan. So, you know, Boylan? Fire him, please. Anybody who's related to the Chicago Bulls in any way, just fire Boylan. It's exactly what I was hoping you'd say. <laughs> so one of my friends, uh, that's her uncle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can get him out. <laughs> so I, I asked her one time. Tell your uncle to quit. And I was like, is it hard for you 
that if you turn on ESPN or some, all you hear <laughs> is about how bad he is, how terrible the coach is, how all the players hate him, and how all of Chicago wants him fired. She's like, yeah, it's pretty hard because it's my uncle. And I was like, right. dude, that's got to suck. Because like, I'm a big sports guy too. And I'm like, I'm like ready to fire anyone. Yeah. Like you mess up once. I'm like, get him out of here. We, finally, we finally got rid of Gar Pax. Well, Gar Foreman and kind of John Paxson. But that was a big thing in its own. But we got one more step. It's one a, more step. It's just, We're close. So uh, you a Bears fan at all? Yeah, not as big. I don't follow the NFL as much, but yeah, I followed it. So basketball is your your sport of choice, would you say? Yeah. You still like play any pickup or shoot hoops when or I anything? Can, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've my time has been so. I guess so now you can't. Yeah, you probably right. can't. You gonna yeah. wear a mask no, and my, just suffocate my time, yourself? My t- yeah, my time has been so consumed by music. You know, the last year that I haven't gotten to it as much as I would like, but definitely. Yeah, the uh, Reese. Let's go with you for one last one. I don't know. I mean, there's music, and then I like I work. The rest I work. <laughs> full, I work full time, so it's like that's what I do. You got um, any hobbies or anything that you enjoy I do doing outside? I mean, I d- he plays guitar sometimes. Sometimes when he gets the chance, I swear to you, I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies. Like, I don't. I don't own a computer. Like, it's. I mean, I own a Chromebook, but that's for watches Fantano. Yeah, I mean, it's my (laughs) life is really just music. I mean, I really don't do much else. Uh, do you ever? Do you ever play sports? When I was younger, I used to. I did like I did dance. That was like my sport because I always got. I played. I was a hockey player and I played baseball and like I played football for one season. But like, I mean, I'm still. My parents are still super into sports. Um, but like other than that, like music is pretty much everything to me, and like art too. You've talked to me about movies. With me yeah, movies. Though. Yeah, movies too. Baby Driver. Yeah, Baby Driver's good. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Baby Driver's very I'm good. Still a Baby Driver version. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen it? Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, dude, get it. It's, it's a perfect melding of music and film. It's like a yeah, yeah like the like the score of it is mainly like the movie. It's time to. I would when say any other hobbies maybe would be like cars. It's probably a side hobby or like, I don't know. What uh, dream car? Uh, 2002 Z06 Corvette, <laughs> I'd probably say. Okay. Yeah. I respect pr- and it. silver, not the blue because the blue is kind of weird to me. Okay. I'm colorblind, so I don't give a shit about <laughs> colors. So whatever color you want, I still can't see. Um, so the the reason I ask about like other activities that you guys do, because I truly believe that it, it is very important for you to be as creative as possible. I think that you have to, and it's hard, but I think you got to take a step back from your craft. And it's like mm-hmm. some of the best people have ever done it. And it's very easy because uh, maybe not even to do an activity, but maybe like just a break or a vacation or like something Frank like that. Ocean. He makes an album once every I mean, yeah, but the, I wouldn't go off of him. <laughs> He's a little crazy. Much, He's a little yeah. crazy. Uh, my buddy has him tattooed on his chest. So <laughs> shout out, Andy. I know you're listening to this. Um, but yeah, I just, it's like, I just think if you want to be great at something, it's all you got to, th- or a lot of people think like, I got I to gotta be on this 24 seven. It's all I got to think about. And so I think it is important to have other well, activities yeah. like cars. But even if, even if your sole thing is music, it's not the band. I'd also say fashion. I like going thrift shopping. <laughs> That's it. But, but no, but even if your main thing is music, there's different parts about music than just being in the band and right. thinking about what you guys are going to do. Exactly. You, can, you can find new artists. Well, I mean, hobby, I mean, vinyl collecting. Go to record yeah, stores. Yeah. 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 So, th- so there's definitely other stuff within your own genre that yeah. you can do exactly. that's taking your mind off it. Right. Um, I just personally think that's important. Just like sometimes I'm, I, I do love golf. I played golf throughout high school. It's my favorite sport. It's the... Um, 
It's the sport that I've spent the most money on. I've given my blood, sweat, and tears. I love it more than anything, and the game has given nothing back to me. Um, I still say that to this day. Um, but it's like if I'm playing bad, it's like sometimes I just got to take a couple days off of swinging, try mm. to do something else. Like even though it's my favorite thing to do in the world, it's like it's hard, but you like got to step away. So I think that is good that you guys have your hobbies. Um, how excited are you, Will, that sports are back? Because you got to be as excited yeah. as me. Yeah, it's my Instagram feed is now finally back to just constant sports highlights in addition to all the music yeah, not, stuff. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say, and not just the Instagram models, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Caught. <laughs> Damn it. There you go. Um, no. no, but back to what you were saying, like we probably every day for months since we started recording and writing everything just nonstop. So it was 24 seven, just nonstop. But we played the release show and then we released the album and this last week has been like, obviously we still have to worry about promotion and stuff, but we finally could just take a minute and just, just not worry about it for a minute. And that doesn't mean we stop playing instruments completely. It's just like, can you just chill out for a minute? How amazing was it once it went live everywhere? Like, what's it just like? It was cool. Just we, it was, we were in, like, shock. It was... Yeah, it was cool, because it was, like I said, it was six weeks since we clicked submit to when it finally came out. And it was surreal at first, because we were... The big, what the funniest thing is, like, we were we were nervous. Like, people would think, like, oh, yeah, EP's coming out. Like, here it is. But, like, us, we were worried, because we never released anything. We didn't know if it was actually going to be out on Spotify. And we sold yeah. a bunch of shirts. So, we, so <laughs> we, we did it independently through uh, CD Baby. That's, like, kind of the industry standard music aggregator. Um, and you know, I, I did all that stuff, got the music in and I did everything that I thought there was to do, but obviously it's the first time. So it was getting close to the release time, 11 PM. Cause you know, Eastern time on that Thursday night. And I was just worried. I wasn't nervous about the actual music. I didn't give a shit if people liked the music or not. Like having the music out was an accomplishment in its own, but I was just so scared that the music just wasn't going to come out. And so that's probably the thing that was foremost on my mind. Um, but yeah, when that happened, it it didn't it didn't all hit me until it actually came I out. I think the show was more awesome, like more like because then like people were there and they're enjoying it. So the like, show was like, this is it. So when you release it, you don't know if people are gonna like it. So it took a second. Yeah, the show was really dick. I mean, that's like I feel like the recording you like get stressed out and stuff, and then you like once you're know. uploading, that's a new like that's a new ball game where you're mm -hmm. like. What the hell? Why am I still nervous? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. You're like, I thought this is the easy part. And you're like, well. Well, to this day, it's still stressful because promotion is a, it, it sucks right now. Not because playing shows is, especially in kind of the DIY scene, playing shows is everything. And so there's just so much we have to, so much else we have to worry about that we can't play consistent shows. Yeah. But I assume you guys are practicing, getting your reps in some other yeah. way. Yeah, we're playing Saturday and in our backyard. Yeah, like a DIY festival is what we're putting together. It's, yeah, so festival is a light term because it's going to be... It's uh, like six bands. It's like a little show. A little like... Yeah. Very nice. It's yeah. like invite only up to like 50 people, it's, yeah, it's but it's going to be live streamed. So if anyone is interested, the link will be on our social media and everything, but it'll be live streamed so you can see the show. Very nice. Um, that's cool. Who put that on? Um, it was me and a few. Uh, my other friend named Evan who uh, went to Riot Festival. That's a close friend of ours. Um, yeah, we just decided after like he saw us do it was actually before we we did our DIY backyard show But he was like it'd be really cool. This is before COVID. Hey, this was like during February Like we should do like a backyard kind of like music festival Maybe we'll get like 10 10 bands 10 local bands. But we got six which is still a good amount 
But I mean, when COVID hit, it was like, well, now we only could have 50 people because we wanted to have, he has a huge backyard, two big stages. Like it was going to be awesome. But now it's just like, eh, 50 people, yeah. maybe one, two stages, you know. It's just, it's it sucks when we have to be like, Invite only to 50 people, masks required, hand sanitizer provided. Like, obviously, we understand. We're not, like, mad at this situation, but it just it just blows. But we keep talking about how next year we're going to blow up that neighborhood. <laughs> so I think it would be really cool is if you guys – so you guys make it, like, into, a, like, a block thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost like a block party, but it's, like – so it's, like, a festival just for, like, the block. I mean, I don't, I don't know where you guys live, but – it's I'm like it's like a friends thing kind of thing. Like the fifty people are just going to be like invites of friends and a few little family members. Here yeah, and, and half like half the people there are probably going to be the people in the in bands. The band. so. that's a, yeah, that, yeah. I mean that that's unique. I mean I haven't been to a show or anything like that. Man, I can't stand wearing the mask. I I do wear them, but you know I just feel like I can't breathe sometimes. Well, it's really cool playing in the backyard because you're just at home, but people are right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean the COVID's so green rooms your bedroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> no, it, it it obviously sucks. Like I just said, that we have to go through all of this for obvious reasons. But we're just so obsessed with the idea of doing it. Like we're just thankful that we can do anything at all. You know, like we we would have loved if we could have four hundred people in our backyard for the release show. We're just grateful we could have twenty five people there to vibe with it. Like just getting the most of what we can have. Yeah, they're super energetic. Like. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was amazing. That's awesome. I could tell you, I would, I would love to see one live. So I'm, sure. I'm looking forward until where I can get out there and we'll let you know. I mean, the guy didn't even bring me a shirt, so he's fine. <laughs> he'll, he'll forget to, he'll forget uh, to invite me. So that's cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so now that that was, that was like the main part of the interview. So on uh, beer league, I don't know if you guys listened to it, but um, we have a timeout. Okay. So this is just where we're gonna stop talking about main stuff that we normally talk about and get a little silly with it. So um, our first thing is we do a Taboo Tuesday. Normally we're... Uh, oh, no, it is Tuesday. It actually works. <laughs> <laughs> first time ever. That's crazy. Well, normally we record on Tuesdays, but we recorded yesterday. Wow, this is riveting. Um, <laughs> all right, so I have a couple of Taboo Tuesdays. Basically, it's just like something you'd see like the internet argue about. Yeah. And it's like Ooh. our thoughts on it. Yeah. Okay. This is um, fun. <laughs> first one, pineapple on pizza. No, uh-uh. I'm, I'm for it. You're kicked out of the band. I'm it's neutral. It's, oh, I don't know. It it's doesn't not, bother it's, me. It's not like I wouldn't go out my way to get it, but I don't think it deserves all the hate. For somebody who lived in California for seven years, it's like you just kind of have to live with it. Like, hey, that's somebody's taste and you get over. I don't know. You got fruit. I don't hate it. I don't like it's it. High. You guys literally went down the middle. We got one yes, one no. Nope. We got one in the middle. Nope. No, just why? Traditionally, oh, oh I why not? I, yeah, why? I mean, does oh. it? Does it does it's it, like oh. it's like people eating pizza with a fork. You the, know, you well, just, dude, that's deep dish. What do you mean? You have to like space okay, it but out. That's different. But if it, you see somebody eating okay, eating a taco with a but fork, but why like, does it? Why does it bother you so much? It's like you're not eating it. It's not affecting you. Pizza is an important part of of, of culture, you know. Uh, and yeah. putting pineapple is taking a. It just doesn't belong. It's just, it was, it's a law that was built into the universe. You know, <laughs> it just doesn't work. Well, <laughs> the universe play I didn't see coming. Um, I don't mind it. I've personally never ordered it, but I've had like a slice of Hawaiian pizza and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I love pineapple too. So I'm like, eh, I don't give a yeah, shit. I enjoy pineapple so good. and I enjoy pizza. Just keep them separate. Yeah, the one thing though I do think is really weird is I've had a pineapple pizza with barbecue sauce instead of marinara. 
get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for cursing, but get out of here with that. I'm I'm more hurt that you changed the sauce. That's like, that, that's that's crazy. Like, don't you dare do that to me. Um, you just have to keep the cheese, the sauce, and the dough, and then everything else is fair. Yeah. Good. So there was a picture that went around on Instagram a couple weeks ago that went viral that said that pizza without cheese is better than pizza with cheese. Um, I believe that that person should pizza. be. You know what though? Uh, I've locked up for life. Like, call the cops on that. That's pre-crime. Like that person's killing. Baby rabbits in the basement. Correct me. That's not cool. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Isn't traditional pizza from Sicily have no cheese? Uh, they have dollops of mozzarella. It's still cheese. Okay. It's not no, melted cheese over the entire thing, but mm. it has cheese on it. It has like a little Parmesan on top. At least like that okay. type of cheese. Okay. I'm just talking about a flatbread right now. I'm not saying there's anything <laughs> wrong with a flatbread. Yeah. But I'm just saying. But that's not pizza. Yeah, it's not pizza. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> um, all right. If you get pizza, where do you get pizza from? Illuminati's. Well, I work at a pizza place. Well, first of all, are you square or triangle? I firmly believe that Deep Dish is the most overrated pizza of all time. I think it's good, but I think it's okay. good in only moderation. I agree. I think it's like if a tourist came to Chicago and they're like, where are we going? I was like, I'm going to lose. Lose is by far the best Deep Dish in so my good. opinion. I personally cannot get enough, though, of Chicago thin square cut tavern style all day, every day. Yep. You can accidentally eat a whole pizza. <laughs> It's just like, oh, a couple more squares, a couple right, more right, squares, and then you're like, oh, where's but the pizza I, I'm go? a big fan of the big triangle uh, New York slices as well. Huh. Mm. Interesting. Do you also order only a shake at Pertillo's? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, that's, you know you're in Chicago, right? Yes. Did someone forget to tell you? That was, that was well, a Chica- Chicago has a lot of different cultures. Yeah, but New York style pizza isn't one of them. Yeah. Um, or so, ketchup. So what kind of ketchup on pizza? No, I said or ketchup. So it's not I like ketchup on a hot dog. I ketchup on a hot dog. Oh, that's interesting. That's the next one. So, uh, kid you oh. not? Do you even have ketchup to touch on, on hot dog? Is, oh. is the next one? Uh, ketchup on a hot dog? No. no, no, absolutely not. I'm cool with it. I don't care. I'm cool with it, but I, I, I don't do it. But I'm cool with it. See, you guys are so quick to say no on a Chicago style hot dog. No ketchup. It's the same thing. Why? Well, because exactly chi- same thing. Because same thing with pineapple stop, on pizza. Stop, stop. Because we live in Chicago, where a Chicago-style hot dog is so reminiscent of the city, where it's like if you put ketchup on a hot dog, it's like, well, that doesn't belong. But we also live in Chicago, where pizza is so reminiscent of the city, and so pineapple <laughs> putting pineapple on it is essentially the same thing as putting ketchup on a hot dog. Well, okay. that's where I stand. Mm. I agree with that, mm. but that's why I'm okay on both. Okay, I guess I say I'm okay. Oh, are we changing well, you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, do I personally get ketchup on a hot dog? No, I don't get mustard either. But it's like, mm. if you put ketchup on a hot dog, I'm fine with it. I'm more weird when someone puts ketchup on a brat. That gets me a little like, that's why? Uh, that's controversial. See, I do that. Wait, so why not ketchup on a hot dog? Because they're different things. Both a sausage. Mm. Brats is thicker. Brats are very different than hot dogs. Yeah, because they're so are much better. But different still. meal. You ever had cheddar worse? Like uh, brats. And I'm not talking cheese. about. Oh yeah. I'm not talking about no no ketchup on any hot dogs. I'm saying no ketchup on Chicago style hot dogs. Oh, okay. Well, okay, that, I agree. Well, that's yeah, different. I, I, I thought that's what we were talking about. Oh, I'm talking about a hot dog in general. A hot oh, dog I mean, in general. I mean, I wouldn't get one, but like, I think it's fine. But on uh, Chicago, no. See, I'm never right, ever right. going to get a hot dog that's not a Chicago If you put style, ketchup so. on a Chicago dog, what the fuck? It's not a Chicago exactly. dog. Exactly. Also, that's what also we're talking about. like everyone's seen SpongeBob, I assume. Like the ketchup yeah, and onion mixture? 
Like when you, yeah, you yeah. Know, his breath is stinking everyone up. <laughs> <laughs> um, like you don't want any of that. That's true. No, you want the spear pickle, which is awesome. See, I, don't I like hate those. pickles so much. I think I think that like the pickle on the chicken sandwich Popeyes though is amazing. And it adds so much Reason to the Adam are a little bit on a, a Popeye's spree right now. <laughs> okay, well, oh, it, Popeye's is by far the best fast food chicken place. Of all yes, I, we, of all, I completely agree. We've had this conversation <laughs> for so many <laughs> Me and Reese went to, uh, was it Raising Canes? Two oh, days ago. Oh, the chicken tender place. Yeah. How was it? All right, the chicken tenders aren't that good, but they have this like toast they give you. Texas toast. It's fantastic. The fries are really good. But we had Popeye's on our way here. Um, fantastic. We had the chicken They sandwich. spent half the ride ranting about how good it was. It, was it is that good, though. No, but every time I get it, they outdo themselves. Like, it's better each time. The funniest thing is when the whole debate was like, oh, what's better, Chick-fil-A or Popeye's? No question. Um, it's kind of foolish Dude. because it's like, well, um, Chick-fil-A, like, yeah, do you like, like, you know, run-of-the-mill, just above-average chicken sandwich? Yeah, it's fine. Or do you want someone, or do you want a chicken sandwich with so much flavor where you Crispy. feel like your taste buds might never recover? That's what I want. <laughs> See, Popeyes. Popeyes is a fast food restaurant that doesn't make you think that you're eating fast food. Yeah, that's it's a that's that confuses point. me because every time I get it, I'm like, I'm gonna hurt after this. <laughs> See, you're 17. You can eat whatever you want. <laughs> so. <laughs> I like how it's more crispy than the Chick-fil-A one. That's my oh, whole thing. Oh, I'm a big crunch guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm huge into textures I when I eat. I don't understand the hype about Chick-fil-A because it's always packed. There's Never <laughs> fills you up. <laughs> Never packed. fills you up. You Never fills you up. 10. The waffle fries aren't that good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, after you get like 12, like a waffle fry is a waffle yeah. fry. No. Like when I was 11, I would be like, oh my God. <laughs> Give me one of those smiley face ones too that they gave at hot Chick-fil-A lunch. Chick-fil-A is good short term, but Popeye's is where you're going to really uh, oh, find your love. I, I have said... For years now, that they have the best chicken tender of all time. Mm, never had. I it. think it's on Matt. You've never had a chicken tender from there? What? No, I've only had the sandwich. Well, so, I mean, it's so what'd you do for your other sixteen years on this earth? Um, we ate at we had chicken tenders from Culver's a lot. Oh, chicken tenders from okay, Culver's are also good. They're also so very good, good but they're that's, diff- not what that's we're a different about. tender. Yeah, I don't know. I've never gotten. F- well, they, the Popeyes from my house is really far, so I don't even go there that much. But never got around to the well. tenders. <laughs> <laughs> that was a like I didn't even mean for that to come out. So you've had the tenders? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh I've, I've, been, I've been in Popeyes for like ever. Better than the sandwich? No, it's not, I would say it's better than the sandwich, but it's See, really, I, really I good. I get it more than the sandwich because what I do, mm-hmm. the sandwich is it's just it's it's the bee's knees. It's, it's the cat's pajamas. It is the frog's dog. <laughs> um, good one. But I like doing the. I get a biscuit. Crack open that biscuit. Then right? you put the chicken tender inside. Do a little honey on the bottom. Then I get that spicy sauce. Then I put a Ooh. couple tenders. Slap it on the biscuit. A little Oh, slap. we have to go round two. <laughs> I might actually get it after this. I'm pretty hungry. Um, <laughs> I, I eat Chipotle a lot because it takes a lot to fill me up. And so I actually ate Chipotle before we came here. Burrito because or it's like burrito the bowl? only thing. See, here's the thing. You got to get a bowl. No. But with the chips with it. I love burritos, but... Tortilla or chips, a bowl with tortilla or chips on the side because it's essentially the same thing as a burrito, just bigger. And it lasts you. I love the hours. chips there and I love just dipping a They're chip in so there good. eating yes. it. I did it for lunch. I also, as you can see, I live very close to a Chipotle. I mean, it's on the corner. Um, I ate it four times in a row last week. I don't blame you. And I ate the it. The tacos. It's amazing. The tacos are underrated. Three tacos. I mean, I know we're related, and I love you. I love you to death. Um, <laughs> have a good talk. I'm going to just move on. Okay. Um, so 
Ah, uh. <laughs> done. <laughs> Sorry. But the burritos to go to for me. I'm more fine with that. Yep. More fine with that. More fine yeah. with that. <laughs> for some reason, the tacos just cut me off guard. <laughs> um, I'm shocked that you love Popeyes so much, but haven't had a tender there. You see, I thought you. Oh, I totally. I thought you totally had a. The tender. sandwich got me first. That's what. So you had Popeyes in what the last six months? That was the first time you had Popeyes. Yeah, we only had it like a couple times in our childhood. It was only I've the had Popeyes. I've had Popeyes once in my life. Wow. <laughs> That's depressing. Kids these days, huh? Oh fuck, I'm the oldest one. Um, uh, sorry, Uncle Rob. Okay, I for swearing a lot. I do apologize. Sorry, Mom. Um, well, you haven't sworn. That's true. Yeah, well, you should apologize for not having a chicken tender. That's <laughs> that's that's crazy. Um, I'm gonna just move on because I'm. Anyway, I'm getting hot. Um, so for the rest of your life, you can have either of these two candy categories, and you have to choose. How come these are all food related? <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Food is very... They're not in a second. Okay. Oh, no. Chocolate-based or gummy uh, or gummy sugar-based candies for the rest of your Chocolate, life? Chocolate, by far. Chocolate because of um, Twix. I'm not, a big, I'm not a big gummy guy, like Life Savers or like gummy bears, gummy worms. Like, I don't know. I, just, I don't like sour stuff whatsoever. And like the really gummy stuff, like, I don't know. It's like really acidic to me. I don't know. But okay. every person's different. See, I never eat candy. That's uh, just kind of how I was raised. I just candy was not a part of my childhood. So every every any time I get my hands been alive for seventeen years, you might change in a day. Any any <laughs> time I get my hands on candy, it's a whole other experience for me. But I'd have to go with chocolate too, because I mean I love it all. I love sour stuff. You're like Charlie in the Wonka factory. He's just trying <laughs> all the samples. Chocolate. He's floating to the ceiling. He's like, I didn't know. Scrum <laughs> yumptious. Yeah, I'm sour gummy based, but I like I love sour sour Skittles. Are yeah. probably my favorite. I um, love Skittles. Those are, those, Twix. Those are rough. On did the you know that Twix is technically not a candy bar? What? Yeah, it says it on the package. It's technically a cookie. Oh, oh the come crunch. On. It's technically a cookie. Same category. So it's like a wafer with chocolate. Have you tried? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Warheads, which is controversial because like a lot of people hate them. But I like the really sour. T- I didn't even know you could still buy Warheads. Warheads oh, yeah. were big when I was like. They eight. banned like a certain flavor in some states because it was like ultra sour. That's what I heard. I no, don't I, quote I me on it. that, but I heard that they banned. That, a certain that kind. was the joke with the black one. The yeah. extra Warhead. No, I don't believe that was ever a thing. No, I love them because maybe in like China. I don't know. I like yeah. the experience. <laughs> Speak. I remember once in like sixth grade, my friend had so many warheads that his tongue started bleeding. Well, it's really an experience because <laughs> you have to get through like the, the sour. You have to get through the sour. No, I got, I got why. It's just that <laughs> I, was, I was like, why didn't you stop eating them? Because you have to get through the sour to get to the sweet, and then the sweet's so satisfying. It's like a whole journey like that you can buy <laughs> through your mouth. It's yeah. a whole journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> warheads are a whole journey, quote Adam Caruso. Okay, okay, so now that we know this, so you're on a road trip. You got to pull up. You got to get gas. You're going in there. You're getting a snack and a drink. What are you getting? I've, yeah. Um, That's a tough one. Chex Mix and a Diet Pepsi. I go Cheez-Its and a Red Gatorade. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What's wrong with that? <laughs> I don't like Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its are the least. They're a terrible snack, first of all. What? The Thank Red you. Gatorade is bonkers to me because every other color of Gatorade is better. Besides well, it, yellow. I like all Gatorades, but it depends on the day. Blue's great. Frost is great. The clear one. Yeah. But oh, know. no. This is just water. I don't think. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But water. I saw the label. Um, and um, I don't know. Red's pretty good, though. I like it. 
Do you really like Cheez-Its that much? <laughs> I enjoy Cheez-Its. I can't stand Cheez-Its. I hate Cheez-Its. I think they're too dry. Do you like yeah. goldfish? Yeah. Very different. Don't you try to put those in the same category. I like, gold, I like the goldfish. The snack that smiles back. <laughs> goldfish? Goldfish are the king. The flavor exploded ones. Goldfish. Oh, yeah. No. Nah, you got to go with the original on the goldfish. Oh, no. But I also like the flavor explosion. Flavor explosion is like uh, spicy. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'm probably have to go with um, watermelon lemonade brisk. I'm a huge brisk fan. I have, to, I have so many in my car. There's so many bottles. That, I'm probably going to have to do uh, the... $2 bag of uh, hot Cheeto fries. The $2 oh. ones, the fries, not the actual Cheetos. Okay. So I've been I've gone on record multiple times to say that those slap the shit out of regular flaming hot. Completely hots agree. Any day of the week. Completely the agree. Ooh. Oh my god, They're, you could you can eat you all you can them. eat all of them and you're like you're fine. Where like if you eat like even a cup of like normal Cheetos, I'm just like Oh, oh you're shit. on the toilet for days. Yeah. It's not going to go well. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, this is how this interview is going. So my normal thing is if I if I stop anywhere and I'm going on a road trip on Thursday, it's 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 always uh, Gardettos. Hmm. And don't you hoom me after the cheese. <laughs> don't you hoom me after the cheese. You're my cousin. I love you. Don't you hoom me after the cheese. Um, and then I normally go with like uh, water. Water's great. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Are, are you like one of those people that think water is like different like each like, like you're into are the you pH like a dasani level. guy or are you like dasani's, no dasani's terrible yeah dasani's well water to me ice, <laughs> well, uh, they ice actually, mountain i heard that they actually put salt in the water it's in the ingredients you can say it is put salt in it to make you more thirsty to buy more which i totally don't doubt i think they put salt in it when they uh filter it i think that's why there's salt i think ice mountain is the king it is the king are you spring water or purified Spring. So I believe Fiji is the best. And when you ask me, do I think that there's different water? Obviously, dude. Yes. Yeah. You drink. You drink a Dasani. Have you seen the Have you seen <laughs> the diamond Have you seen the diamond water? They filter it through diamonds. Have you seen it? It costs like fifty bucks. Look she prays for every drop of water. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think Fiji's the best. I think Voss is very overrated. What do you think of the black water? What's it coming? Black water. It's like the water that's completely black. I've never heard what? of that. What? I've never You've seen never that. S- B- BLK water. Oh, I've heard of this, actually. Oh, but the water is clear? No, no. It's completely bl- It's completely dark. Why? Oh, that changes <laughs> Have you never the game. seen that? Isn't no. That pull, someone pull up a picture right, for I'll me. show you. Yeah. Um, Jamie, pull that up. My drink has been unsweetened tea. Yeah, that too. I, I get a lot of hate for it because people like the sweet stuff, which is good. But like the unsweetened stuff... It's got the same tastelessness of like normal water, but it's like a different flavor of water. Okay, we're seeing a black is water. That, is that is that just the? Oh, it's actually black. So why is it? Why listen. does it have like charcoal in it? Because I know everyone's it, like yeah, charcoal it has, crazy. Yeah, it yeah. has some sort of like charcoal mineral that yeah, makes it like super Like you say, dark. why? Hmm, I wonder how it tastes. But uh, spring water is absolutely better than purified, and it's science to uh, back that up. So I did a my eighth grade science project on it. I yeah. did it on. What water tastes the best, and then does heat affect a golf ball? Uh, quick joke, or uh, quick, excuse me, side note. Um, Mr. Kelly, I'm very sorry. Um, I played golf my whole life. I knew that heat affected it. It wasn't that hard. It was super easy. It's hotter, it goes farther. It's colder, it doesn't go farther. It was super easy to be honest. Um, okay, that's fine. Um, is farting at the urinal okay? <laughs> well, 
No. <laughs> well, okay. I told you it gets a little wacky. <laughs> well, there's a whole different side to this. But we're all is guys. farting okay anywhere? We're all guys. Uh, well, that's not the I question. Think wait, wait. Is there people next to you? Of course. Okay, but that's if you're the by yourself, you can do whatever you want. This I don't is the, care. the first issue of this is you should never take a urinal next to a guy. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah, that's, everyone knows that. that's a rule. Of thumb. One three five. One three five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like you never go up to someone. I think it's acceptable. As if it's I've assigned. waited at a crowded bar for someone like there's clearly one up, and they're like, "You gonna take that one? Go ahead, guy." Yeah. You making me. It depends think what here. kind of fart it is. You can like tell from like. <laughs> You can tell if it's gonna make a silent or deadly, or like it's <laughs> if it's gonna pass by fast. So depends like what you're feeling. If it's gonna be a big juicy one, <laughs> you don't want to let it out. Interesting. But if it's like a quick whatever. Okay. Well, I. Because a man's got to do what a man's got to do, right? We're not animals, but we evolved. But the urinals reserved for one thing. You can. You can. If you're in the stall, anything goes. Oh, you drop bombs. Right, right. Like <laughs> I, Go think, ahead. I, I think it's sure. extremely rude. Like in you know school bathrooms when there's a kid in in the stall, you, you when you're in a stall, you should not be ashamed of making noise, right? Like you got to do what you got to do. Go for it. Be bold, right? <laughs> but farting at the urinal. It's a tough I want to say yes, but like I can't imagine like like doing that is really making me think here. Okay, we'll come back. To come you. back to me. I don't have a problem with that. I think if you're if you're mindful of the other people, like hey, I'm about to drop one and nobody's gonna care, go for it. I'm kind of on that. I'm with Adam on this one. Yep. So just depends. I, I it depends how. I think absolutely not. It depends of the take ri- it outside. It depends <laughs> of the Richter scale. Of the if you two, <laughs> if you two are washing your hands. I respect it a little more because I'm like, I bet he held it while he's pissing next to me. Mm. Then he went and washed his hands. He let one go. I'm cool with that. Okay. I, I think it's m- weird when you're just, when you're doing your business and you just, you're like, a, you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what about silent? Silent. If you smell it, you dealt it and I'm <laughs> mad at it. I, okay. Okay. There's two sides of this. Morally, like. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing it. Well, like, I'm not saying more. Well, yeah. like, like, okay, 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 okay. I think, like, technically, yes. Common, common courtesy is to not fart at the urinal. That's. Yes. I think you should, you should avoid doing it yeah, if you those. can. But if it happens, if you can avoid doing it, but if you can't avoid it, just go for it. You shouldn't have to feel bad about a normal human function. Um, okay, uh, do you guys have time, or do we have to wrap this up? Oh, we got time. We got time. You guys got time? Okay, yeah. so we're going to do the trivia game. So it's a music trivia game. Um, it's So it's all of you are on a team. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> is what, is, when you say music trivia, that's broad. Are we talking no, 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 just no. that tune? It's just for music guests. That's why it's called music trivia. Uh-oh. It's just okay. trivia. Um, okay, so what year did Lollapalooza start? 1991. 1991. All agreeing? Yes, because my dad went there. You confirmed. I agree. It's, I'm it's a James addiction. addiction. Yeah. It's 91. Not so even. that's exactly why I didn't want to have this question, but I didn't want to take it off because I knew Uncle Rob went there. Yes, he did. Um, First one. Can you name the other headliner? Uh, James Addiction and... Butthole Surfers. No, a headliner. There was only two major headliners. Is Allison James at that? No. You have one. Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, no, no. That's it? It was? Yeah, Chili Peppers. Good I stuff. know Butthole Surfer played, but... Good stuff. Uh, okay, so who is dubbed the father of disco and EDM? 
EDM. Wait, disco and EDM? EDM? Yeah. One guy or a group? It's just one guy. I, I, do, I do have a hint. Uh, Daft Punk made a song about him. And it's called his name, so I'm not going to say the name of the song. Who's the mouse guy? No, it's not Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse. Skrillex? No. No. He's not. He's too young. Dude, the guy's uh, disco. disco. Think of when disco was. Well, you say disco, and I think 70s, but you say EDM, and I think no. 90s. It's because disco is from, or EDM is from disco. Right. Um, I would say the Bee Gees, but it's a group. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know. We don't know. Giorgio Morder. Never would have guessed. Never heard of that guy. Damn. That is, there was no way you guys got that. Yeah. That, I'm sorry. It slipped Very away. Um, yeah, I actually saw him at the first pitchfork I ever went to. That was pretty right. funny. Um, he was just a really old guy up there. <laughs> um, so what do we got next? Okay. Um, dude, I feel like a lot of these, there's no way you get, but whatever. Um, what is the Sears Tower mild after? Uh, cigarettes. Cigarettes, yeah. Oh, really? Very good. Uh, it's nine cigarettes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuck Coming out of a pack. Them out, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Um, the last one before the rank is we will go into, can you name the five countries? There's only five countries that end in L. Okay. Five countries that end in L. You Wait. get two hints. Let me know when you need the hint. So. I think four really easy. One is a little challenging. But actually not because I learned about this, the weird country in high school and you guys are in high school. So. Oh my God! I Why can't can think? I not I even, even think of wait, one? Wait, 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 wait! It's not North America because there's Mexico. Because <laughs> that doesn't end in L. No, <laughs> no, I meant like I meant the countries <laughs> in North America. Yes, it's not Canada. Wait, okay, spell well, out United States. <laughs> Brazil. Brazil's one. one. Brazil. Ecuador. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Let's think. Ecuador. Let's think Europe. Let's think Europe. Uh, let the. I'm thinking Think all the that ones that start with L. Yeah. I'm good at geography and I'm fu- I'm messing up. Right Would now. you like to use a hint? Yes, yes please. Phone a friend. Um, Mount Everest. Nepal. Two. And then you got China. No. <laughs> Vietnam. So you have Brazil and Nepal. New Zealand. No, that's D. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Give us time, give us time. Two are really easy. Come on. India. No. I'm just going through them in my head. South America. Free hint. South America. Chile. Chile. Minus the E. Chile. Minus the E. Chile. The World Cup for soccer was here. It's not no Rio de Janeiro. It's in Brazil. I said Brazil. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's the first <laughs> one. <laughs> you said yeah, Brazil, Brazil and, Nepal. And, and Nepal. Brazil and Nepal. Technical difficult. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, thank God I didn't say the one I have check off for you guys while I got out of check. Uh, okay, then you don't have that one. Um, sorry. So, Cristiano Ronaldo. Portugal. Oh. Come on. Should have got that one. Yeah. Um, there's two left. One is in Africa. The I'm other is Africa. I'm not gonna say it. Democratic Republic. Yeah, I was thinking of Congo too. Um, South. <laughs> this one's gonna be hard. Love go it. go after the easy one. Uh, this place was given to a certain religious sect after World War Two. Oh, Israel. Oh, Jesus. 
See, they're easy once you hear yeah. them. And you're like, oh my god. How did I miss these? The last one's really hard. What what continent? It's Africa. I right? said Africa. Africa. Well, there's West Africa. <laughs> West that's, Africa. That's region. South Africa. North Africa. What's the one? The pirates. The country that's all the pirates. You're close. You're getting closer, but it's not Somalia. There's a bunch of tiny ones on the side. It's yeah, not Somalia. The Gold Coast. I remember learning about this. <laughs> Mr. Clem. <laughs> um, mm. uh, it is Senegal. What? Yeah, I, I never like would have gotten that. I didn't know that was a country. We <laughs> have failed. Familiar. Yeah, that's okay. Um, okay, so we're going to close it out with the rank. We do the rank every week. Um, I thought a very appropriate rank this week would be uh, favorite artists that you can see in concert, dead or alive. Okay. Like um, you would see in a concert? That you would want to see dead or alive. Did you not tell them? Yeah, I told them. Oh, okay. Re- William, don't act like that. Is it one them. artist? Just one person? Or a band. Or a band. Just, just one. Oh, just, just one. one. So I, I'll give my list. That yeah. way you guys can get a feel for it. So my number four is Coldplay. I've never seen Coldplay. I would love to see Coldplay. Love Coldplay. I feel like no one doesn't like Coldplay. When Fix You comes on, I'd be... They're good. It'd be a ra- uh, waterfall <laughs> coming from my eyes. Um, number three is Kanye West. I love Kanye. I would always want to see him. Uh, now we're going to my dead ones. Um, Sublime. Sublime. With the original. Yeah. The ori- yeah. Um, and then number one would be Frank Sinatra because I think Frank Sinatra concert concert would be amazing because it would be like no other concert you've ever been to. It'd be like in a club. You'd be in a suit. You'd be like smoking cigarettes and just drinking whiskey at a table. It'd be amazing. It'd be you'd be just snapping along, <laughs> especially if like the Rat Pack was together. It'd be amazing. Um, so let's uh, we'll go in reverse. Reverse. Um. I mean, definitely my number one is definitely... Ooh, we go bottom to top. Sorry. Bottom to top. Four to one. Start at the bottom. Work your way up. I don't know. Um, and putting a one to four is going to be... A if four to one. Four to one. Either way. I have my four, but listen to those, man. I don't know how I'd be able to rank mine. That's hard. I gave you guys time to think about it. Yeah, I texted him a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah, he told us on the I car ride him. here. Is that they true? had an hour to think about it. I think they <laughs> well, had no like I, I kind of feel like this. I is have here. three. Um, oh my god. Okay, I would do. This is what I would be. I would probably do. Uh, I probably do Pink Floyd in their prime, like seventy-two, seventy-three, Dark Side era. I'd probably do Steve Ray Vaughan. I would say um, whenever he was alive. I'd probably put Nirvana in their early prime, probably eighty-nine to ninety, like Ooh. small sh- club era. And then my number one, I'd probably say Jimi Hendrix, like just like 68, 69 kind of era. Jimi Hendrix. National Anthem. I'll put my number four, um, Tony Williams, probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest drummers of all time. Jazz drummer, played with everybody from Miles Davis to uh, Wayne Schroeder, I think. Um, And I would love to see him any time before he died. He was just, he, just a legend. And I would, he, you know, played with Miles Davis Quintet when he was 17, my age, and did unheard of things. So I would love to see him um, any time before he died. Um, that would be my number four. Uh, number three, probably would put uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, too. Um, he was just, he was just something else. We could talk for hours about him. Um, and then my number two would be Zeppelin or... My number one and number two interchangeable. We got Hendrix and Zeppelin because, yeah. you know, Zeppelin is my number one all time. And every single one of those guys, it would just be amazing to see them back in the day. Um, and then Hendrix just speaks for himself. Right. He just, w- that would, 
Yeah, that would be like a dream. Uh, my number four would be White Stripes in the Prime because Reese showed me some live clips of them and yeah. they looked insane. And I think it should be a fun show. And then three, Kanye West. I've never seen him. So that would be cool to see. Number two, Led Zeppelin, definitely. Like in the sep- like early 70s era. Like when Late they were in 60s, their prime. early 70s, yeah. That would have been like incredible. And then number one, I'm a big fan of Smashing Pumpkins. So like when they played here at the Metro in their early days. Yeah, like 93. Yeah. Before they were big. Yeah. Like in a small venue, like they're so lucky to see that show. Yeah. Ninety three was the Siamese release. Ninety three was right? su- yeah, was the Siamese release. Yeah, so tour. Metro. That's my number one. Wow. Alright, that was that was pretty good. I I saw a couple coming, but I saw a couple not coming. Uh, my always honorable mention every time we brought uh, bring this up is Otis Redding. Oh, um, if he would just sing sitting on the dock of the bay for like five hours, I would love it. <laughs> I, I feel like that is one song. That comes down to like every wedding and every time someone's like, oh, why is this song playing? I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Everyone loves this song. The song is a banger. Everyone loves it. It's a banger. Yeah. He's just sitting on the dock of the He's watching the <laughs> waves roll in. Um, okay. So once again, we're here with uh, Keep the Eleven. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you guys very much for coming on. Thank, thank you. I hope thank you guys you enjoyed much. yourself. I hope you guys had a little fun. Yes, we did. Um, you can check them out at Keep the Eleven on all social media and Keep the Eleven a Official, official. Dot com. Yep. Um, uh, do you have any T-shirts available? Or there we are T-shirts yeah, available. We ordered more, so we do have available. Some all. sizes are out, but yeah. take your chances. We definitely have what. Check you our web. I know our website has what we have in stock. It has everything. Mm-hmm. All right, good. So definitely go out there, uh, check them out. Um, uh, EP name again, clear. Clear from above. Clear from above. Check that out on anywhere you can listen all to music. Um, keep the eleven exactly how it's spelled. Um, so thank you guys very much for coming on, thank talking you, to an you. old man like me. <laughs> thank and, you for having um, us. You know, hopefully uh, get out to see you guys live, and we'll yes. have you back on. I'll get that thank, you. Thank, you. thank you, thank you. All right, guys, thank you very much.